stranger. I look like a stranger, but I'm not a stranger. I've known this church for so long. I've known Pastor Paul for, you know, I wasn't a pastor then, so he's the, yeah, so he won't know me. I know you. I named them Victory Celebration 92 in VCF. My God. Uh, I think the good fight of faith that Michael Biola right. came to minister and wow. then I took to one session. Pastor D wow. was a pastor, Pastor Paul Ruto, I was there, and Pastor Tubosu, Pastor Tobu. Tubosu, wow. Charles, so I've known him since then. And I used to come and visit, I came to visit Trevor Tokes and Pastor D then in 94 also. One okay. night, that time, and I was called to see me, you are. Yes. So at 10 p.m., everybody would have gone inside. So you, Pastor D and Pastor Tobu, were like, let's see your gifts with them selling things that they will be scared of the call to this. So you were seeing them off towards Abadina or something, I remember. You saw okay. them. Uh, wow. We were not pastors, so we, we will remember. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I understand, yeah, but I remember. So, so, so you might think he's strange to me. He's not a stranger to me, so I've known him for years. And there are many right. men born like that, you know, and it's good to see people that have stayed with the gospel. Mm. Well, I was a teenager then. We're all on campus. I finished for, you see, there are people that started this thing. As, that's how I minister. No, I just minister by inspiration. I have my notes for just, just flow with me. That's how I minister. Uh, yes, sir. There are people that started the started on this path and they've not been they've not stayed steady with it. But the Bible says it is he that endures to the end shall be saved. So they said all right, staying steady with the gospel that brings forth. So I want to appreciate Pastor Paul for that. And Pastor Sashadi also, I, I, I know her too. Well, I forgot to know her true partnership in Rema, but I don't know her too well. I, mean, I know her too because of that. So let's, there's a good thing about staying committed to the gospel, being persistent about the gospel. It's going to, have to, it's going to be part of what I'm sharing, but being persistent about the gospel, staying with it, being recalcitrant about it. There's mm. something about that that it pays off in the wrong run. Many people don't know. Many people, some of our mates, our friends were impatient. Some people were impatient. I said, this thing is not working. No, do what works. I'm mm. saying Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and heals mm. them and liberated mm. from their destruction. Do what There's nothing like, it doesn't seem, yeah, it might seem not to be working. It seems not be working. doesn't mean it's not working. Only seems it's not working. Mm. And yeah, do what works. What people have to be persistent. So, I thank God for Pastor Paul for staying with it. I'm happy about that. Uh, I always, I'm always glad when I see people that just stood with it, Doc Gelly, and said, this is what I'm coming. God wants me to do, and I'm going to do it. Come rain, come sun, whatever it is, I'm staying with it. So I'm so happy about that. So let's just pray as we go into all. Father, we give you praise, because your word says, where two or three are gathered together in your name, you are in our midst. We give you praise because, well, then there was not technology, but we know we are gathered around your name still, wherever we are. And we know you are here to manifest yourself. I expect the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be let loose in our midst. For the truth of God's word to come alive in our spirits, our lives to be changed forevermore. I expect after this minute that people will be so charged and edified in their spirit that some will get so, so charged and emboldened that they will receive their healing. They will just take it by force. Hallelujah. Father, I give you praise for healing power present to heal and deliverance is taking place. And Jesus alone be glorified. We give you praise and glory. You take all the glory and we take the blessings. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go into the word. We are talking about healing and health, your redemptive blessing. It is a blessing you have in redemption. Many people do not know this. Healing and health, your redemption blessing. 
Many things I'm going to teach is not as if your pastor Paul hasn't said before, some other people in church have said, I'm not planning to say anything new. It's just the same old gospel. The same old gospel. We'll get into trouble when we are looking for things new. The same old gospel also works. So I want to start with Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth, I'm reading KJV, in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were high witnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mayest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Taking verse 1 and verse 4, I like to paraphrase this verse this way. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Then part 4, verse 4, Luke said, I'm also writing so that you might know, O Theophilus, the certainty of those things wherein thou has been instructed. What were the things that Theophilus was instructed in? They are the things that are most commonly believed amongst us. You understand? From leaking verse 1 to verse 4. The things that Theophilus was instructed in, that Luke wanted to remind him of again, are the things that are most commonly believed amongst us. So I could say this way, that Luke's job in writing the Gospel of Luke was to just tell Theophilus the certainty, that's where I'm going, the certainty of the things most commonly believed amongst us. Let me give you an example. Some people used to ask John Gilly Smith, who goes what? When you go and meet a demon-possessed person, why are you so bold to cast out the devils? Wigglesworth went to, went to minister to someone. The lady was a woman, and seven men could hold her down. And the parents said, don't enter that room. She will kill you, she will hit, hit, kill you because she was charged with demonic powers. As they were talking, Wigglesworth was collecting the key from the woman's, from the mother's pocket. As they were talking, Wigglesworth was opening the door. As they were talking, Wigglesworth was entering the house and locking himself in the door. And he went to beat the woman and the girl. And the demon spoke to her and said, you can't cast me out. And he said, I can't, but Jesus can. So how to go in the name of Jesus? John Gilek, those days in South Africa, we hear that a, a medicine man, a voodoo man, a babalawa in Nigeria, a juju man, wants to charm another juju man. If we go to that town where the charm, where the man don't be charmed, will happen. He will wait. And at 12 noon, the man said he's going to charm him with sunstroke, with, with the god of the tongue or whatever. And the guy started having sunstroke, something like sunstroke was warming up, heating up. He fell on the ground. When Gilek saw that he was going to become dead, dangerous and, and could be fatal, he just broke the power of the devil in the name of Jesus. And people have asked both of them at different times, why do you do these things? What makes you so bold? And we, John Gilek said, I only just remember that greater is he that's me than he that's me. You see, that's a very common scripture. That's where I'm going. We all know it. It's most commonly believed amongst us. Well, but why many of us are not as bold is that we are not sure of the certainty. So Luke said, I'm writing to you about the things that are most commonly believed amongst us. We believe these things. He said, but I'm just reaffirming the certainty of the things that are most commonly believed amongst us. And the average believer can quote first John 4 4. But when every time you read using the series of authority of believers, brother again, this verse for overcoming fear. Tip four. That's what he talked about John Gilek there. They asked him, why do you do these things? He said, all I remember when I'm facing such situations is that no matter how, how demonic, how, how dramatic the manifestation of the devil is, 
no matter how dramatic it is, all I remember is that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. What are we saying? He just, it was a, it's a common scripture. We were just starting about it. So I'm going to share common scriptures again. But what I'm saying is that it is the certainty of those things that are most commonly believed amongst us that make them real. When we are convinced of the certainty, Philippians 1.19, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When you are convinced of its certainty, there's a way you will act. There's a way you, your demeanor will be because you are convinced of the certainty. They looked to him, they were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. <laughs> if you are convinced of the certainty, there's a way it will affect your demeanor, your behavior. Luke is saying, I want to read another version, Modern English Translation. I, I have J.B. Phillips say, let me read Modern English Translation, verse 1 to 4. Whereas many have undertaken to write a narrative of those things which are most surely believed among us, just as they, have, they were handed to us, to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having accurately investigated all things from the very beginning to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you might know the certainty of the things which you have been told. So all I've come to this morning, I'm not, I'm actually not believing God to say anything new. Because I, I, Paul planted Apollo's water. It is God that gives the increase. I just want to water the seeds that have been sown in your life before. And because there are things, just the certainty of the things you have been told before. That's all we want to do. And then we'll continue next week. So let's start. Number one is that we're saying that healing and health is a blessing in redemption. Everybody knows Isaiah 53. Let's go to Isaiah 53. We have all read Isaiah 53. We've read it so many times. We've read it so many times what all I'm talking about is the certainty of Isaiah 53. Remember, I was in, in the same VCF fellowship. I came to fellowship with VCF. Was it in 19... I, I remember these things. I don't know I remember the stories. God help me. Was it in 1996 or something? I can't remember. I came. And one of the leaders in VCF was taking a, giving a testimony. I don't need to mention him. Many of you know him. He was one of our leaders. I want to say secondary school. Reverend. So one of our leaders in our secondary school. He now said something that day. He said that had been hearing God, following God's word, feeding on God's word. But it was now, this was like his third year on campus after leaving FGC. He was now saying that it is just recently they had been bold to use his faith for healing. But some of them, they were the ones that taught us from secondary school that by his life he were healed. He was now saying that it was now time, it's just, it's just now being bold to use his faith for healing. He had never really been bold to do it. So he had heard it before. But finally, he paid attention to it and he decided to stake his life on what the things that he had been instructed. That he himself had instructed others on. Isaiah, so Isaiah 53 was the one that was meditating. The, the average Christian on the street has heard Isaiah 53 before. But how many Christians are living in the reality of Isaiah 53? How many Christians are living in the reality of he was wounded for our transgressions? He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Where his types are. I hope you can hear me clearly. Hallelujah. Okay, you can. Praise God. Very glory. So let's start Isaiah 53. Let's start from this one. He says, Who has believed her reports? That's what we start from. Isaiah was saying, I have a report who has believed it. And to whom is the harm of the Lord revealed? So the person that believes the report, Isaiah's report, will get the harm of God revealed to him. 
Now, what was Isaiah's report? Isaiah said, for it shall grow before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteem him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every man to his own ways. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Let me stop there. I'm still, I'm still going to read. We're going to treat this chapter very well. Let's start with this verse 6. Every born again believe, Christian believes that all of us are gone astray. Stray as sheep without. We are gone astray as sheep. We are gone astray. All we like sheep are gone astray. Everybody, everybody again Christian believes that. Everybody again believes that. That the Lord has laid upon him, not on us, the iniquity of us all. What am I saying? Everybody again Christian believes that Jesus died for their sins. We can hold our hands. We're still coming back there. First Peter 2.24. He says, who is also bore our sins in his own body on the tree? That we being dead to sins might live unto righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. You were healed. Everybody, everybody again, I like to say, we holiness people are, are part of the holiness people. We believe that who is also bore our sins in his own body on the tree. We all believe he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. We believe it. We agree with it. But this verse is now saying that as he bore our sins on the tree, by his stripes also, we were healed. Let's leave that. Let's go to Isaiah 53. We'll come back there. I just wanted to keep that in. So he said, all of us like sheep are gone astray. We are turned every man to his own way. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. So God laid on Jesus our sins. John 1, 29 said it this way. He says, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. We all agree, every believer agrees that Jesus took our sin. This is a Bible study. So it's a church. I can I'm believe I'm talking to believers. They believe that Jesus took our sins. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He no sin. God made the sin for us that might become the righteousness of God in him. He became sin for us. 1 Peter 3, 18. The just suffer for the unjust to bring us to God. All these scriptures. The Bible says he, he took away sin by the sacrifice of himself. We agree that he took our sins. But how did he take our sins? That's where I'm going. <laughs> How did he take our sins? He took it and we received that thing when we received. We received the benefit of him taking our sins when we received the gospel. Yes, he took our sins on the cross. We also put our sins in somebody on the tree. That we've been there to sins by living on righteousness. On the tree, he said he took it on the cross. So the Bible saying our old man, our old sin nature was crucified with him, nailed together with him on the cross, that the nature of sin might be destroyed. So we are free from the nature of sin. Well, the good news when we see Isaiah 53 now is that the Bible is telling us the same process that as it was taking our sins that we all acknowledge and agree with also took our sicknesses and carried our pains. Let's go to back to verse 4 now. Verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. That word grief is the word coli. It also means sicknesses and diseases. And we hid as it were our faces from him. And he was despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4, surely he, born, he has borne our griefs and carried our souls. The word griefs is the word coli, which means sicknesses or diseases. In different places, when Ezekiel was sick, sickness, his sickness was unto death, it was this same word coli. 
It is a good, it's from the same root word of the word Kola. that said he was sick, the sickness of Hezekiah. And then one other king that said, go and ask Isaiah, go and ask the king, ask the prophet, will I re recover from my sickness? It was this same word, Kolai. Well, right now here, it was translated as griefs. And I said, if we don't even need to know Greek or Hebrew, this is Hebrew we are talking about, Old Testament. Even though we don't know Hebrew, what causes more grief now in our generation than sickness? You just open the news, somebody is dead. This one is dead. A man of God died two days ago. We're all grief, we're all pained. What causes more grief? than sickness. He says, surely he has borne our griefs or our sicknesses and diseases and carried our sorrows. The word sorrows there is the word bakob, M-A-K-O-B, which also means pains. Job 33 verse 19, he said, he is chastened with pains on the bed. He is chastened with pains. That same word pain is the word makob I translated there. So the word makob is the word pains. So we could translate Isaiah 53 verse 4 as surely he has borne her sicknesses. I'm so excited. <laughs> and carried our pains. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. But Isaiah started by saying, who has believed our report? That there's a report I'm talking about. He said he is despised and rejected of men. So Isaiah's report was a person. And he said one of the things this person did was I bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. One of the things this person did, verse 5, was that he was wounded for our transgressions. Virtually every believer believes that, that he was wounded for him, or you won't be born again, that he was wounded for our transgressions. Every believer believes that he was bruised for our iniquities. We know that the punishment, well, some people might not understand what it means, the chastisement of our peace, the punishment that brought us peace and well-being and shalom was put upon him. The verse now says that, and with his stripes we are healed. When did all these things happen? When did he carry our sins? First Peter 2.24 tells us. Who is Joseph who our sins in his own body on the tree? So it was when he was on the tree that he carried our sins. It must have been when he was on that tree too that he carried our sicknesses and carried our pains. The same sacrifice. They go pari pasu. The, the, way, the day we acknowledge this, the day I saw these truths in the Bible again, again and again, that healing is a part of redemption. That the same way Jesus died for my sins, he also took my sicknesses and carried my pains. It is the same sacrifice. I don't need any other sacrifice. I don't need a new sacrifice. He has borne it that I don't need to bear. The day I saw it, that means that the day I got saved, if I had known, I could have gotten healed. The day I got saved, if I had known, that diabetes could have left my body forever. But it's still not too late. I say you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So the day I finally find out the truth, now, that thing I accepted is like someone gives you a check. Gone, and this book, this story is in Ken Kulan's book, Laws of Prosperity. He talked about this story. This man took a boy, he was on a voyage. Was it let's say just let's just guess from let's say from England to you to New York? He was on a voyage and he bought he saved all the money he had to buy the tickets. When he bought the tickets, he entered the ship and he thought that well, his money was just for the ticket. So he brought cracker biscuit and water to be drinking throughout the trip. So he was taking cracker in his room and drinking water. He will pass by the dining hall and see people feasting sumptuously on three-course meals. And he was wondering, ah, these guys are so rich. Ah, oh, I don't have money enough, so let me just be managing. He'll go back and eat his cracker. After some, some days into the trip, when it was nearly ended, the captain approached him and said, sir, I want to apologize. The same as you don't like our cooking. He said, why? He said, because you whenever I saw you step into the dining hall once for any meal, you were just watching it. 
The man said, no, sorry, I only had money enough for the ticket, for the trip. I didn't have enough money for the meals. The captain looked at him and said, sir, the meals were included in the ticket. But he didn't know. The meals went. So, but that from that day till he left, of course, he will go and eat. <laughs> the same way. So, what am I saying? You might not have known before that, but today you are knowing that when he took your sins, he didn't just take your sins, he took your sicknesses and he carried your pains. The day that you know that, and like Brian used to put it, like I come out like an altar call and I said, Jesus as your healer, just as you accepted him as your savior. You can accept him as your healer. But I met a woman that, as she told the story, she said, you know, she was telling her grandchildren, you notice I've not been sick for, you know me for like 40 some years, I've not been sick. They said, yes, mama, we only thought you had a strong constitution. Mama said, I didn't have, there's nothing like strong constitution. He said, over 40 something years ago, a man came to our, pre, our church and preached the gospel to us. That as Jesus died for our sins, he also took our sicknesses and carried our pains. And he made an altar call. That as we receive Jesus as savior, let's come and receive him as healer. And I received him that day, and that's how I've been healed. So that this gospel, the same way the gospel changed your life, when you just saw the old man would die, you're not free from sin. Some of us were bad people. We changed totally and became manifestly new creatures. We became a walking miracle. We changed in our conduct the same way. When you accept him as your healer, when you see the truth of God's word, that your healing and health is a part of the redemption. I like to say this way, is a part of the gospel. The same way when you see it, that is a part of the gospel, that you can take it. I like to prove that a lot, that it's a part of the gospel. We read Isaiah 53 verse 1. He said, who has believed that report? John chapter 12, verse 37. Let's see what it says. I like to prove that healing, that Isaiah was talking about Jesus. So anything he said in that Isaiah 53 belongs to us because Jesus belongs to us. John chapter 12, verse 37. I'll just read a few verses there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John chapter, I just want to read a few verses from John chapter 12. If we see that the same way when he took our sins, when he did the gospel, what is this gospel? Healing is part of the gospel. I like to say this way, healing is part of redemption. It's part of the gospel. There is no gospel without the gospel of healing, of health. John chapter 12, verse 37. Let me read it to you now. I'm nearly there. Yes, I'm there. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him, that the saying of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled, which is spake, Lord, who has believed her report, and to whom is the harm of the Lord revealed. John to verse 41. He says, These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spoke about him. So Isaiah was talking about Jesus. He was talking about him. Romans chapter 10. I like to prove it. I like to prove my point from scriptures. He was talking about him. Who is the him? Is Jesus that was the person. Romans chapter 10. Oh, I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm no longer scared of sickness because it was part of redemption. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon him of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that pray the gospel. Excuse me. Of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they are not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our reports? So I did simple summary and mathematics, substitution and emanation. Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? 
He said, they have not all obeyed the gospel. So the gospel was Isaiah's report. That's where I'm going. Isaiah's report was the gospel. He said, they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So I thought, if we can trace why Isaiah said this, we'll find out what the gospel is. If we can trace why Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? We'll find out what the gospel is. And it was Isaiah who believed Isaiah said it. I'm so glad. God, God, the way God put it, as as child, as was perfect apostle said, he said there's too much truth in God's word that God has proved to us in all the pages of the scriptures that healing is a part of redemption. Isaac, the place where he said, Lord, who has believed our report? The Bible is saying here that that report is the gospel. They are not all obeyed. We could say they are not all obeyed Isaiah's report. But Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed the gospel? We can superimpose. Interchange, we are still saying the same thing. Now, what was the gospel that Isaiah preached? It was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, which is stripes may heal. That was the gospel Isaiah preached. So, so the gospel is not just that Jesus saved us from sin. No. The gospel is that, yes, Jesus saved us from sin. But in saving us from sin, he saved us from sickness. He saved us from, he saved us from poverty. saved us from spiritual death. He saved us from anything that will cause unrest and lack of peace because the chastisement of our well-being, of our peace, was upon him. Let's read some other scriptures to see what this gospel is about. Acts, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8. Philip went to Siberia. Hallelujah. And preached Christ unto them, or preached the gospel unto them. I would like to prove from scripture. What did Philip preach to them that made them believe so much? Acts chapter 8 from verse 4. Therefore they that were scattered abroad everywhere, went everywhere preaching the gospel. Acts 8 4. And 9 verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people which one accord gave it unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Philip went to preach Christ to them. When he preached Christ to them, I like there is no Christ without Christ the healer from this scripture. He preached Christ to them. When he preached Christ to them, what happened? Miracles of healing shine happened. In Mark 16, he said, These signs follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. They will be begging to tell them. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. In Matthew chapter 11, John the Baptist sent to Jesus. He sent his disciples to Jesus. He said, Go and ask, Are you the one or shall we look for another? See how Jesus answered. Jesus said, Go and tell John what you hear and see. That the blind see, the lame walk. The deaf, yes, and the dead and the dumb speak, and the dead are being raised. And blessed is the man that is not offended in me. Jesus was saying that if it is it, to confirm them the one that Isaiah talked about, he said, These are the things that prove I'm the one. The blind are seen, the lame are walking. That means cancers must be disappeared. That means leukemia must go. That means sickle cell must go. That means arthritis must go. The blind have diabetes must go. The blind said the lame walk, the deaf, the dumb speak. He said, the dead are being raised, and blessed is it that is not offended in me. The power of the gospel is them. So I might say, there is no gospel without the gospel of Jesus the healer. Someone will say, okay, prove it through scriptures, that it was, it was the gospel that Philip preached unto them. He preached Christ to them. Look at First Peter. But say, when they heard that Samaria, he said he preached the word of God to them. He preached Christ to them. But he says that Samaria had received the word of God. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23. 
being born again, not of the corruptible seed, but by the incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower falleth, they all falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word. What is the word that is being preached? Which by the gospel is preached unto you. So the word that Philip went to preach to them, because if we read Acts chapter 8, we read later, he said that Samaria received the word of God. The word that Philip went to preach to them was the gospel. Was the gospel. And what is that gospel? That he was wounded for transgressions. That he was bruised for iniquities. That the chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes were healed. That whole we like sheep had gone astray. Everyone had turned his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him. I thank God not upon us. Upon him. The indeed of us all. Acts chapter 14. Acts 14 from verse 7. When they, they, and when they got to Lystra. Verse 7. Acts 14 7. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra. Impotent in his feet. Bring crippled from his mother's womb. Who never had walked. The same head Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright, stand upright on thy feet and he leaped and walked. Let's take this story again. Paul got to Lystra. Paul said when they got to Lystra, they preached the gospel. What was it that they preached that this man looked at them and he had faith to be healed? But the Bible says that, and there was a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb. So I like from this scripture, congenital problems, problems that people have from birth. Sickle cell, when people say now you can trace, they say now medicine, not some people say, medicine actually says you can trace from genes whether some people are prone to have breast cancer. If it's time, it's from their genes, it's from birth. Hallelujah. Sickle cell is from birth. Some people have asthma from birth. Is this man was impotent from his mother's womb. He was sick from, he had a particular illness from birth. But the gospel got him, made him whole. Hallelujah. The gospel made him whole. He was impotent from his mother's womb, but the gospel made him whole. So if someone is impotent from God, you don't need hands to be laid on you if you believe the gospel. Paul said this man, three things this Paul predicted. Paul preached the gospel to the man. Paul perceived that the man had prayed to be healed. And Paul told the man to stand up and walk. So what are those three things the man did? The man heard Paul speak. The man had faith to be healed. And the man got up. He acted on his faith. We'll get there to the next thing we talk about. Acted on his faith and took his healing. Well, you see, he heard the gospel. All I want to prove this this evening is that healing is, is a part of the gospel. If you are preaching the gospel, you must preach that Jesus is the healer. Matthew chapter 4, 23. Jesus went about preaching, teaching, and healing. Bible says, is in Luke 9, he said that he has done all things well. I have so many healing scriptures here. He said he has done all things well. He makes the blind to see. He makes the lame to walk. That's Luke. Let me just get that verse for you. So Jesus went about doing what? Preaching the gospel. So he cannot, Paul went up, you cannot preach the gospel without talking about Jesus the healer. Hallelujah. Praise God. You cannot talk about Jesus the healer and not mention the, mention the gospel and not mention Jesus the healer. They go hand in hand. So if you have received the gospel, I want to ask you. Matthew chapter 8 verse 17, to continue what I was saying. We read Isaiah 53 verse 4. I just digressed on the gospel. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 8. From verse 16, when evil was come, they brought many people that were possessed with devils. And he healed, all the, all healed every one of them and cast the devils and healed all of them. That they, might, they, they brought the sick and he healed everyone. That it might be fulfilled. Matthew 8 17. I like reading from verse 16. Hallelujah. 
And when the heaven was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirit with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So he's saying that when he healed them all, it was to prove a point. So I say, he's still fulfilling the scripture today by healing all that are sick. Just people just need to try to receive it. We'll talk about that next week. It's just it's still healing all because it is that scripture is still being fulfilled in our day. Till tomorrow, if you lay hands on the sick name of Jesus, they will recover. Till tomorrow, if you use the name of Jesus, you cast out devils. That scripture has been fulfilled and is still bringing the vital experience of that fulfillment in our lives every day. John chapter 1, verse 29. He said, he said that he said himself took our infirmities and bare her sicknesses. So he took our infirmities and bare her sicknesses. See what John 1 29 now says. How glory. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. Look at it. The next day, John said Jesus coming on him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, we taketh away the sin of the world. So when he was taking our sin sicknesses, it was not just taking, he was taking our sins. When was the same verb of take himself took? When he took our sins, he took our sicknesses. So if, he, if I believe that Jesus took my sins, that I'm no longer the bond, under the bondage of sin, then I must also agree that Jesus took my sicknesses because it was a joint work. It was a, it was, he did it together. Hebrews 6, 9 told us, he said, we are persuaded better things of you. Things that accompany salvation. There are some things, there are things that came with our salvation that we are finding out more and more. Hallelujah. We are things that came with salvation. Praise the glory, glory to God. So he took our sicknesses and he took our pains too. So when he took our sins, he didn't just take our sins in. Never forget that. When he took our sins, he took our sicknesses and he carried our pains also. But what do we have to do? We have to believe it. We have to agree with him. We have to, we have to take it as our own because that is what the word says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mark 7, 37, what I was going to quote. It was Mark 7, 37, I was going to quote. He says, I, he has done, I do all things well. He has made the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. That is Jesus' character. Healing is a part of redemption. If Jesus died for your sins, he also took your sicknesses. First Peter 2.24. We is also born as sin in his own body on the tree. That we've been there to sins might live unto righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. Let me, it was about 10 years ago when God started dealing with me. Well, I don't know. I had, a, I, had a, I had a healing ministry since I was a teenager. Maybe I know. But it was just about 10 years. It just started dealing with me strong. I was in Oshobo to start having healing school. So I started doing healing school in Oshobo even before I came to join Rema in Abuja. So, but one of the things that made me bold to go and start doing healing school is this truth. When I saw that the same way when I go and preach to someone on the street, that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And I expect when the person said, person tells me, oh, I want to be born again. I say, it's very easy. Just say after me. I believe in my heart that Jesus came as the son of God. He died on the cross of Calvary. He rose on the third day for my justification. I confess and accept Jesus Christ now as my pastor and savior. When I saw that, that say, when the person does that, he gets saved. But the same eagerness 
the same willingness, the same motive that brought us salvation from sin, brought in it for the physical world. The same motive, John chapter 13, verse 14. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. The same motive. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. He said, he was not expatiating in verse 16, for God so loved the world. So he was still saying the same thing. But when you go for God so loved the world, we don't talk about healing. But contextually, please let's read it. So it won't be as if I'm speaking Greek and Hebrew. John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 14. That it was the same motive, the same intention, the same oppression that brought healing, that brought freedom from sin, brought healing to heaven. John chapter 3, verse 14. And, and as Moses, Jesus was speaking, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send his son to the world to condemn you. I like to say it this way. Jesus didn't come and wish me. Jesus, Jesus didn't come and finish me. No. He sent him to the world that the world through him might be saved. That word saved. Because of time, I don't go to that direction. It's the word sozo. It's the word sozo. But we can leave that for now. Let's go to numbers. Don't mind me. This is why I do nearly every day of the week. So I can complete up. I can keep talking different points. But I just want you to get it. Just, I believe as I'm bringing out these points, Something is eating your heart that it is true. The word is being confirmed. Yeah, yeah, this is what the word says. It is true. I believe it. I agree with it. And the part of the simple thing about the truth is that God says you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know shall make you free. When you know the truth and act upon it, freedom is the result. It is a normal result. Nothing else can happen but freedom from that sickness. Numbers. Numbers, I'll start reading. Numbers 21, Numbers 4. Numbers 21, I like to read it from verse 4. Numbers chapter 21. As Moses lifted up the serpent. See what happened when Moses lifted up the serpent. Let's start reading from verse 4. Actually, verse 5, I can start with verse 4. And they journeyed from the mount. Let's just go to verse 5. Verse 5. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? But there is no bread. Neither is there any water, and our soul loads this light bread. And the Lord sent or permitted fairy serpents among the people, and they beat the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, but we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray, on, pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fairy serpent. And set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is beaten, when he looks upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had beaten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, what did the serpent in the wilderness do when Moses lifted him up? He brought healing and deliverance, humanity from venom of the vipers of the snake. So that means that Jesus saw the son of man be lifted up. So if you look at lift, look at the son of man that is lifted up, looking at the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, it will bring the same results. It will bring immunity to COVID-19. It will, it will cure, take care of sickle cell anemia. It will bring immunity to HIV-infected blood that 
A person can, you might still be seeing HIV when they go to the lab, but you are living like somebody that doesn't have HIV because you are immune to it. He didn't say the venom will not enter them. He said, forget the venom. Once you are looking at that lifted serpent, you will leave. That's what it matters. Because some people sometimes we some people sometimes we become so sensual that we want to I want to see the physical. No, you don't before to, before you have the physical evidence. The fact that God's word says it is what makes you believe it. This is what Jesus came to do for us. This is part of our redemption. He said he brought them forth. Psalm 105, verse 37. With silver and gold, there was not one feeble person among their tribe. This was part of what Jesus came to do for us. This is part of our redemption. And I feel I will close very soon. I want us to just pray in tongues a bit as I minister. But before, I, before we do that, I just want to open to Colossians chapter 2. Since we have proven that healing is a part of redemption, see what Colossians chapter 2 now says. It says, as you have received the Lord Jesus. The same way you received the Lord Jesus and God saved. So that is the way you walk with him. Walk with him. The same way you receive the Lord Jesus and God saved, that is the way you will get healed. That's where I'm going. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Colossians 2 6. As ye have therefore received the Lord Jesus, Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. We'll talk about that more next week about acting on God. Let me just introduce it now. As you have received the Lord Jesus. How did you receive the Lord Jesus? You came, I confess, believe, and accept that Jesus Christ is my Savior, that I died for my sin and rose on third day from righteousness. Therefore, I am saying, thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. I had a friend, had a friend who went born in house together. And we all of us got born. We got born again and we're preaching that we're saved. And this guy, because the church was going on at home, going to at home, talking about praying through. He looked at us that we guys, we are not sinners, we are not praying to, we are claiming we are saved, we are born again. So those days, he would get up during holidays, and sometimes these guys prayed all night. Or they told him, when you pray to you, feel a burden lift off you. He prayed all night to be saved. He kept praying. We left school, we were living in the same Oshibu, his father and were in Oshibu. So we left body house, we came back to Oshibu. And this guy, one night, he now went for their church, to their church. I don't want to mention the name of the church. When he got to the church, they had an evening service on Sunday, and he said that this night, oh, Ah, he used to call me Fadi. Fadi says he's saved. How my friend says, I'm, say I'm praying born again. This night, I must get born again. I'm, I'm going to pray through. So he stayed at the altar and kept praying. His father and his wife, mother, his parents left him with the family. The family left him. That the elders of the church were bringing him. This guy prayed till around past 11 p.m. from like 8 p.m. He wanted to pray through to be saved. But he said, this, he was told that you have to pray through and something will be lifted off you. He said, I didn't feel anything. So he kept praying. He got to a stage, the elders of each other, they now started tapping him. Bros, you are saved. <laughs> Bros, is enough. You are saved. And we say, you are saved. He said, no, I have not felt that thing you said I will feel. Nothing has lifted off me. They put him in the bus, church bus, to take him home. As he was dropping in the house, they now gave him a tract. When he got to his room, he opened that tract. And the first line says that, the just shall live by faith. That salvation is by faith. He got angry. Because he had prayed all night many days. He, had, he said he had actually prayed till the sun was rising to get born again. He now saw, he did not quote it. The same people that were saying pray through now gave him a tract after they have been prayed through. <laughs> and the tract now said that Romans 10 10, that if you have confessed with your Romans 10 9 and 10, confess your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Ha. 
Now I started this scripture as you have received the Lord Jesus, so walk in it. That's what I want to explain. When he now saw that, you know, those days, not many had phones, many people had phones. It was night telephone. Well, I had a night telephone in my house and he had a night telephone in his house. The next morning, first thing in the morning, he just called me. Fadi, I'm saved. He now gave me the story. I had always assumed he was born again. He now gave me the story of how it happened. He now said, why he's calling me? It's because he's acting on that verse. Because this one, he must not lose it. Because they said, with the heart man believes, with the back of it on his way. So he started calling friends. Today, I'm born again. Because he was acting on Romans 10. That it is, since I believe in my, I must keep saying it. And that's the same way. That is the way he learns about salvation. And he explains the reality of being saved. He had been praying for me. He had been praying since we left, before we left school. We had to finish why can we get to him before he got the realization of the truth of what the gospel was. Where I'm going is that, as you have received the Lord, how did he receive finally? All the praying all night, is that what got him saved? No, Jesus died over 2,000 years ago for him. What got him saved? He believed in his heart when he saw it and he confessed with his mouth. So because of that, he held tight to that confession because he knew what it cost him. <laughs> so he held tight to that confession. The same way now, as you have received the Lord Jesus, that himself took your infirmities and bore your sicknesses, that he was wounded for your transgressions. You see, I didn't teach anything. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. That by his stripes you have been healed. As you have received the Lord Jesus, not just as your savior, as your healer too. That is how you walk in him. So he just keeps saying him to your mouth too. That himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. He was wounded for my transgressions. The doctor says, I remember a story of someone, I read it, I read it, I read it online in YouTube. Oh, Mangre, I want us to pray in the spirit. I don't want to, I don't want to take up all the time. Let's just pray in the spirit. So I have to stop. Let's pray in the spirit a bit. Mefrado sefreketis tembrananien sosula fratia krada rezo stefratasi stele frekeriando mota ifrato stefrakaliste frakustie meango zimanda ratiste frata rubabo siekriata lavoso wefrato stefrakatis tobrakatis telefretia mekro takiste brato siepretisti bravata o frakatiste brakardu susian redenia Muste fracasia sostulo frotia crata, riambu zembanga in sustom bradie, rubabuste fracatis te crandangiate, preosus tiliviti fratosus tilevata, erietosos lavosiefia, mebrubaha, erubaha, erubaha, e franging zombanga sostili frate, crahosis tin grandongandesis tilavata. Glory to God, me sostila frosia creatia. You know, there may be some of you that you've been praying about that sickness for 20 years. You've been battling that sickness for 15 years, for 10 years, for donkey years. That's how my friend was badly to be saved. You will pray all night. Hallelujah. That's how my friend was battling to be saved. That's how I will pray all night. But when he finally saw that with a hard man believed, with the mad confession is made, he experienced the reality of his salvation. The same way, we might have been praying all night, praying and passing, Lord, heal me of this thing. This thing must go. Just see now that as you have received the Lord Jesus, that is the way you walk with him. That surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. So you can look at the doctor's report, bring it out and say to it, surely this is what the doctor says. You can look at but this is what the word is, that surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. That he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. 
The chastisement of my peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. That is the way to do it. You look at the scriptures. You say, now that my friend, he held fast to that confession. That Fadi, I'm saved. Today, I'm saved. He called another friend of ours, Shell. Shell, I'm saved. What was he doing? He just saw that. Oh, so this is how to get saved. It wasn't about praying all night. This is how to yeah. get him. We pray to stay in fellowship with God. We pray to pray. I'll talk about that next to the vital side. We pray to stay fellowship, fellowship with God. But I want you, some of us will get will be healed before even the next meeting. Now I've taken our healing. Just by with the heart man believes, Romans 10 10. Heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made of salvation. So why not let us say together, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Because with the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That when Jesus died for my sins. when Jesus died for my sins. Himself took my infirmities. Himself took my infirmities. And bore my sicknesses. All my sicknesses. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Because Himself took my infirmities. Because Himself took my infirmities. And bore my sicknesses. Bore my sicknesses. And by His stripes I have been healed. And by His stripes I have been healed. If I have been healed, if I have been healed, then I am healed. Then I am healed. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Because Jesus took my infirmities. Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. All my sicknesses. I have no infirmities. I have no infirmities. Jesus took mine. Jesus took mine. I have no sicknesses. I have no sicknesses. Jesus bore mine. Jesus bore mine. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Those who consider lying vanities forsake their own message. So you don't look at the symptoms, you look at what the word has done. As we're praying, I just remembered one scripture as we're speaking God's word, Exodus 23, 25, and 26. I shall serve the Lord your God, who will bless your bread and water, and I will take snares away from the midst of thee. Said, There shall nothing be barren or cast a young in your land, and the number of your days will be filled. So if you are here, what has been happening, as you say, you have your, your reproductive system has an infirmity. If you just keep saying those scriptures, Jesus took, husband and wife, Jesus took my infirmities and bore our sicknesses. If he took our infirmities, therefore my reproductive system is free from infirmity. My reproductive system is free from diseases and infirmities. I'm telling you, I can, you can time it in nine months or 10 months time, you will have your baby. All you need to do, you don't need to pray about it anymore. Just accept as you have received the Lord Jesus. Christ Jesus as Lord. That is how you walk with him. Thank you, Father, for this word which I'm laying on our hearts and bear fruit. You take the glory and we will take the blessings. Thank you for ministering healing to thank for healings and deliverances. Thank you for freedom, for testimonies that we're about. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Paul, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank praise. you. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Reverend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate you. That was that was that was beautiful, awesome. Thank you, uh, folks. Let's appreciate our Reverend for 